0: Hi, I'm Jim Stroud, and this is my podcast. Few companies have been under the amount of scrutiny that Facebook has endured. Privacy advocates, free speech supporters, and proponents of antitrust legislation can list a myriad of reasons why you should support the hashtag Delete Facebook. Yet, despite a growing voice of opposition, the overwhelming supporters of Facebook keep hanging on. Why? Well, if you stay tuned, I will share some of the reasons why people stay on Facebook as well as some reasons why they should leave. And I will do it after this
1: word our response.
0: Entrepreneur Kylie Jenner makes an estimated $1 million per sponsored post on her Instagram, which makes her the highest paid celebrity influencer on the social media platform, according to the 2018 Instagram Rich List, compiled by Hopper HQ and automated Instagram scheduler. Jenner is followed by singer Selena Gomez, who gets $800,000 per sponsored post, and star soccer player Cristiano Ronaldo, who earns $750,000. Together, these and other up-and-coming stars contribute to the $1 billion influencer market, which is expected to double in value this year. Now, all that is great until there is an Instagram bug and you lose over a million followers, which happened to Kim Kardashian, Justin Bieber, and several others. If it could happen to them, it could most definitely happen to you. The moral of the story, don't build your house on rented land. I suggest you do what I did and get your own mobile app with Superpass. Superpass makes cutting edge content apps easy, instant, and affordable. So whether you already have content or are looking to start making money by selling your podcasts or videos online, Superpass can help. So sure build up an audience on social media but drive the traffic to a property you own and that property should be superpass for more information visit superpass at www.superpass.app that's www.s-u-p-a-p-a-s-s dot a-p-p superpass.app and be sure to tell them jim stroud sent you the website MakeUseOf polled their readers on why they continue to use Facebook in the midst of seemingly never ending Facebook controversies. The poll was done in 2014, but I think the sentiments still apply to Facebook users today. <music> People stay on Facebook because it's required to log in to other websites, because you can use it to share photos easily, because Facebook offers free video messaging, because it's an easy way of organizing events, because Facebook groups are better than bulletin boards, because it's the easiest method for remembering birthdays, and because it offers a simple way of spreading awful opinions. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? Now, some of the comments from that poll were interesting to me, but one in particular. uh, It read, where is it? Yes, here. Uh, Quote, everyone here should admit a fact that we don't use Facebook because of its many handy features, but we use Facebook only because our friends and family members are there. Uh, So true, so true, so very true. All of those reasons are true. Now, if you are among those who wish to remain active on Facebook, no matter what, then this headline from Forbes magazine may be of interest to you. The headline is this. Facebook manipulated 689,003 users' emotions for science. And the gist of the article is this. On occasion and at the sole discretion of Facebook, users of Facebook become guinea pigs for experimentation. Here's a quote from that article. As first noted by the new scientists in Animal New York. Facebook's data scientists manipulated the news feed of 689,003 users, removing either all of the positive posts or all of the negative posts to see how it affected their moods. If there was a week in January 2012 where you were only seeing photos of dead dogs or incredibly cute babies, you may have been part of the study. Now that the experiment is public, people's mood about the study itself would best be described as disturbed. The researchers, led by data scientist Adam Kramer, found that emotions were contagious. When positive expressions were reduced, people produced fewer positive posts and more negative posts. When negative expressions were reduced, the opposite pattern occurred, according to the paper published by the Facebook research team. These results indicate that emotions expressed by others on Facebook influence our own emotions constituting experimental evidence for massive-scale contagion via social networks. The experiment ran for a week, uh, January 11-18, 2012, during which the hundreds of thousands of Facebook users unknowingly participating may have felt either happier or more depressed than usual as they saw either more of their friends posting 15 photos that restore our faith in humanity articles or despondent status updates about losing jobs, getting screwed over by ex-airline and already failing to live up to New Year's resolutions. Probably nobody was driven to suicide, tweeted one professor linking to the study, adding a joking, not joking hashtag. Now, the possibility of Facebook manipulating the emotions of their users was (laughs) distressing to me, to say the least. Uh, But even more so when I learned about Facebook's efforts to, and and I'm using the air quotes here, secure the 2020 elections. Now, there's been a lot of discussion about it among political pundits and privacy advocates. Many of the arguments I hear and can agree with echo the sentiment of YouTuber Tim Cast. This is some of what he has to say.
2: You know, this story is a bit conflicted. It's hard to know what's right and what's wrong, but I'll say this. Facebook is straight up saying they're going to be interfering in our elections. Okay, you have a right to lie to a certain extent. If you lie to someone to sell something to gain financially, it's fraud. If you lie, you know, it's basically fraud when you lie to people for certain reasons. And then then you've got civil cases. If you try and convince someone to buy something and you mislead them, they could maybe sue you. When you lie about someone, it's defamation that's civil. But for the most part, lying is free speech. not a fan of it. There's also underhanded election tactics, like convincing people not to vote or not to participate in census, which can affect a lot of issues like federal funding, gerrymandering, etc. These things, as far as I know, are actually allowed, albeit unethical and wrong. But there's a big difference between what's unethical and what's legal. Facebook has decided to impose its own rules on information in the 2020 election, which means Facebook is going to have different standards than U.S. law. I think that is wrong. I do not believe that Facebook, a massive, in my opinion, evil company that's stolen private data, I'll call it stealing, and censors ideas they don't like, I don't think they should be engaging in any behavior that, that changes elections at all. It's up to the public and the government to set these rules and make these changes. But now we are seeing the evolution, the outsourcing of violations of our
0: rights. If you think the way Facebook manipulates your emotions without your knowledge or consent is unnerving, wait until you hear this quote from Gizmodo. It's from an article called Facebook is giving advertisers access to your shadow contact information. One of the many ways that ads get in front of your eyeballs on Facebook and Instagram is that the social networking giant lets an advertiser upload a list of phone numbers or email addresses it has on file. It will then put an ad in front of accounts associated with that contact information. A clothing retailer can put an ad for a dress in the Instagram feeds of women who have purchased from them before. A politician can place Facebook ads in front of anyone on his mailing list, or a casino can offer deals to the email addresses of people suspected of having a gambling addiction. Facebook calls this a custom audience. You might assume that you could go to your Facebook profile and look at your contact and basic info page to see what email addresses and phone numbers are associated with your account, and thus, what advertisers can use to target you. But as is so often the case with this highly efficient data miner posing as a way to keep in contact with your friends, it's going about it in a less transparent and more invasive way. Facebook is not content to use the contact information you willingly put into your Facebook profile for advertising. It is also using contact information you handed over for security purposes and contact information you didn't hand over at all but that was collected from other people's contact books a hidden layer of details facebook has about you that i've come to call shadow contact information (laughs) wow so in other words If my Facebook friend has my unlisted number in their phone and their phone has the Facebook app, then Facebook chances are has my unlisted number, even though I did not give it voluntarily to Facebook. Again, (laughs) I'd say, wow, let that sink in for a moment, but not too long. I have one more story for you. What if I told you that deleting your Facebook account doesn't even matter? because Facebook can and does still track you even if you delete your Facebook account. Listen to this report from uh, Watch It Tech.
3: Facebook loves knowing every little thing about its users because that information helps them sell highly targeted ads to advertisers. But after the news that the data of 50 million people was leaked to Cambridge Analytica, many are considering deleting their accounts. But guess what? The company can still track and target people who aren't even registered on the site via other settings on their phone and browser. If you want to put an end to this on your iPhone, first go to Settings, then Privacy, and select Limit Ad Tracking. On Android phones, click Settings, Accounts, and Sync, Google Ads, and finally, Opt out of internet-based ads. On Chrome and all other browsers, go to Preferences, Show Advanced Settings, privacy, and click send a do not track request with your browsing traffic. But note that while Facebook has agreed to honor do not track requests, companies are not required to. It's simply voluntary.
0: Now, in case you're wondering how Facebook can still track you even when your account is deleted, the answer is several ways, and I'm sure I don't know them all. Uh, But one way I do know for sure is the Facebook share button. As of April 2019, the Facebook share button is on 275 million websites and counting. The Facebook share button is there to collect data on you and the type of content you're viewing so that Facebook can then share that information with advertisers. That's why you're likely to see ads for sports in your Facebook feed if you've been visiting a lot of sports websites. Isn't that special? So to sum things up. Facebook can manipulate your emotions anytime they want without your knowledge. Facebook can gather your contact information from other people without your knowledge and sell that information to advertisers. And Facebook constantly tracks you. Even if you were to delete your account, it would not stop Facebook for, uh, from keeping track of the websites you visit and selling that information to advertisers. So all that being said, and I'm speaking to you uh, faithful Facebook users. What do you think of Facebook now? Please leave a comment. I would love to hear what you have to say. If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, I want to know about it. You can leave a comment concerning this podcast on my website at www.jimstroud.com. In addition to finding source material and related information for this podcast episode, you'll find other goodies that I hope will make you smile. And if you have not already, please subscribe to my website. Your continued support keeps this podcast train chugging down the track.